This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. The Bachelor, not a nice man. Jenkins in Utah. Condom sizes, China versus Africa. Joe Madden's official endorsement. And Rick's brush with Mr. T. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. It's time for another episode of Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. I find myself saying the same thing at the beginning of each episode, so it's consistency, marketing consistency, yeah. my friend. I, it's branding. Uh, it, it is branding. And boy, have you noticed how these weeks are being peeled off pretty quick? I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, God, shit, I got to do this podcast again? I think, by the uh, way, this is our 87th show. That's crazy. So two, so we're probably at two years. No. I mean, no, do the math, Dave. Well, we miss a lot. Or not a lot. Not but really. Of, when was our first show? Was it in May? Yes. All right, so we're approaching two years. You know, we should do a, a live broadcast somewhere for our 100th episode. That's a great idea. Maybe have a, a band. Can we get a band there, maybe? Now you're talking technical nightmare. Okay. All right, let's do a live broadcast from, what, one of our houses? <laughs> We do that every week. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's a good uh, idea. No, I'm serious. I can take this little mixing board with me, and, uh, and you know, all you need is your laptop and my laptop, and we can go anywhere. We don't even have to uh, ask permission. Just go to a bar and do a bar. How about at a Cub game? Can we do that? Ooh, that might not be, uh, that might not be legal. legal. The whole... Uh, yeah, uh, we'll get sued uh, in. Accounts of the game, uh, you know, what's the, yeah, express, uh, the, the express written consent of yes. the, yeah, okay, good point. Yeah, let's go to a bar or, no, let's think something cool to go to, not just a bar, something. Maybe yeah, our, that, maybe our listeners have a suggestion. Uh, they that, can email us at minutiamanpodcast at gmail.com and, and give us uh, an idea of where we should go for our 100th episode. People can come and touch us. And uh, or you can tweet, tweet the recommendations as well. That would be that's a great idea. You're a marketing guy today. Oh, I, I am. They can come and it. pat you on the head live, rub your and bald head a, for and luck. Buy a balding handbook. I'm fine. We'll have all our books there. It'll turn into a multi million dollar extravaganza. Good job. Okay. I like that. I uh, like when we think out loud and we don't actually discuss any of it beforehand. That's the way to do a show. It's organic. It is. That's what's great. So um, I heard you yesterday on the radio. I heard you on the radio. I know. I know. Is that weird? You first. Why were you on the radio? So this is kind of big news in Chicago. The Loop uh, radio station, which I worked at for many years, uh, changed formats yesterday uh, from rock and roll to Christian music. And this was after 41 years of being the loop, which is like a, a rock and roll icon radio station. And then uh, they sold the station and poof, yesterday at the end of the show, I guess Mancow uh, was the morning host. He was told, that's it. You're done. <laughs> Show's over. Station's over. Everyone was fired. Yep. And, uh, and that's it. After 41 years of being maybe the top 
rock and roll station in Chicago, at least the most well-known throughout the country, uh, other than maybe WXRT. It's just gone. Yeah, I know. And so people were calling me as the media critic for the Illinois Entertainer and somebody who worked there for many years to pontificate and remember the good old days. And so I was on with Brian Noonan last night on WGN and uh, had had a good time. We talked for about mm-hmm. a half hour about it. It was a great, it was a great interview. You wouldn't, you think that, you know, if I was running the loop, I'd be like, okay, we're, but let's have three days of some sort of retrospective or something, right. Or, or something over the next few days to kind of, you know, to just, to just abruptly end it after a show like that seems to be, well, for not only rude for a better, for, for lack of a better word, but not smart. I mean, don't you, I mean, don't you, don't you think that? Well, I think there's two ways of looking at that. I, first of all, I agree with you. They, I don't see why they don't do it, but the reason probably is that it would just make people miss it more. You know what I mean? And if you're the new owner and you're starting a new station with a completely different format, you want people to just not even talk about the old station. Yeah, I guess. I guess that is true. And the Christian radio station from what the loop was, especially growing up in the 70s and 80s, couldn't be more different. Well, they do have shock jocks in the morning. What, the Christian station? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do they? Oh, yeah. They. (laughs) What are some of their wacky bits? Well, they they do the Jesus Christ roast. <laughs> Red Buttons is here today. Hey, hey Jesus. Yeah. What, were you born in a barn? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah I, um, well, you know, I heard you on the radio, too. Why don't you tell me what you were doing on the drive? I heard you yesterday. Was it two days ago? It was yesterday. Uh Sherman and Tingle. Oh my God! A couple. Those guys are good people. You well, you know personally both of them, don't you? Or one actually, of them I've never media. met either of them. Oh really? Yeah. Um, really nice guys, and they had me on on their morning show um, for the Pothole Store. I don't know. Well, certainly listeners in the Midwest, um, and especially Mil- uh, Illinois and Michigan and Indiana, potholes are a problem in the city. And <laughs> yes, uh, they are. They're really bad. Really, uh, really bad. It's not quite as good as the harvest of 14, but this has been definitely a good harvest. So they had me on. I had sent them a uh, couple of potholes on the house. Let the record show. I comped them a couple of uh, potholes with their certificates of registry. Um, I also sent them a couple of quarter bags of pothole. I believe I sent them uh, Wabash Hash and Skokie Toki. <laughs> You're and, still doing that, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, come on. I don't care if I'm typecast, typecasted. So I sent it to them and they graciously had me on the air and we talked about the pothole store. And Friday, I am going to uh, meet a camera crew from WGN television on Friday morning. Now, if I remember what he said, and it was a, I talked to him on the phone. So Who, it was who'd kind you of talk approach. to, Hoover? No, Marcus Lashock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the reporter. Right. So I think it's going to be taped. Probably, right? Okay, yeah, probably, uh, yeah. Uh, because we're meeting at 10 o'clock and the morning news ends at 10, right? So it probably will be maybe beyond on Monday, which is a risk because what happens if all the potholes are filled? Oh, yeah, they won't be. So um, um, he told me to block out a couple of a couple of hours on Friday morning, so we may be driving around the city. I might be inspecting potholes, so uh, watch for that for our Chicago. Well, here's a, a pothole tip for you. You want to write it down. 
uh, on Erie downtown. Um, I want to say between Michigan Avenue and uh, State Street, somewhere in that area, there is huh? a just a gigantic, gigantic pothole. So that's Gold Coast. That's actually a couple of extra bucks. Yeah, it's a magnificent mile. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a pothole store. Uh, we um, we use surge pricing, Rick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so prices have gone up as the pot as as the as the civic distress goes up. So do our profits. So Fantastic. I have uh, I've raised the price too. Well, your 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 name is all over this too. So well, it's the, any, it's part of the Eckhart's Press Empire, right? Media Empire, yeah. exactly. Well, you were great, and uh, and certainly our condolences to the any to all the people who worked at the Loop that went to work on Tuesday morning. Hey, Joe, how you doing? And then by ten o'clock goes, hey, you don't have a job. Which yeah. is typical. did they see this coming? I mean, was well, it? it was for sale, um, but the, the Accumulus is the is the name of the company that owned it, and they um, actually they didn't own it. Merlin Broadcasting is the ones that owned it. Cumulus was was running the station without buying it for the last few years, and the idea was that they eventually would buy it at a certain price, and then when it t- came time to buy it, they didn't have the money to buy it at that price, so they yeah. tried to lowball the original owners, and the original owner said, "Screw you," and they went to the Christians and and sold it to them, and now Jesus well, is doing a a roast every morning. <laughs> morning drive with jesus <laughs> let the record show you said it and i'm just repeating it <laughs> so, nah. well um well you were great you were oh, great no, you end. you were great. oh stop it yeah whatever um i, I got some stuff why don't you want to go oh you want oh you we want to do light, a show you want to light this candle baby all right here we go you're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right, give me something uh, that is uh, you, valueless. Um, well, you came to the right place. Are you still watching reality shows? I know that when you were in radio, you had to watch all these reality shows because that was... I got to tell you, this, just between you and me... Mm-hmm. The thing that I miss the least <laughs> is watching about, reality. Oh, my God. I hated those shows so much. I, I hated them. Hated them. I mean, Survivor, I, I liked maybe the first season. You know, I never watched Amazing Race other than when I had to. You know, shows mm-hmm. like The Bachelor. That was that was like sticking a, a needle in my eye. Yeah. Um, I don't watch reality shows other than, you know, the White House press briefings oh, i do like top chef <laughs> um yeah the, yeah the press briefings that's good Sorry. Uh, there's also worst worst cooks in america which is kind of funny but you mentioned the bachelor yes okay um have you watched well you did watch the bachelor and for i think everybody's probably pretty attuned to what the bachelor is it's it's a hot guy a dreamy guy who has money right and, and women and women who just throw themselves at him right to, to get married so you know, and obviously, and women with no result, no self-respect of any kind. Uh, well, and I guess, and God, I never thought of this, that reality shows are somewhat scripted. What? Did you know that? I know. What? Uh, I know. So one of the uh, people that used to um, work 
for The Bachelor. Um, and her, or, well, actually, a Los Angeles Times reporter, her name was Amy, is, well, it is, she's not dead, uh, Amy Kaufman. She interviewed a ton of people that were working on The Bachelor, and she wrote a book. Um, it's available right now. It's called Bachelor Nation Inside the World of America's Favorite Guilty Pleasure. Okay. Not mine, okay. but yes. Yeah, right. And I'm not buying this book. Uh, but she does say something in this book that um, one of the most, she calls it an eyebrowing or eyebrow raising practice, is that producers allegedly kept track of when the women on the show in the Bachelor House were on their periods to ensure that they got the juiciest, most emotional soundbite possible. Get okay. out. I, the, it gets, like I said, it's Andy Kaufman's book. Now, a couple of things here. Andy Kaufman wrote this book? <laughs> yeah, Andy, uh, Amy Kaufman. Oh. Uh, although Andy Kaufman isn't dead, right? It's a hoax, right? Exactly. He could have written it. Um, so, yeah. So they actually tracked the women's menstrual cycles. Um, now, what is that job title? Oh you know God. what? This, uh, is, this really is despicable. There's, yeah, like, there's a reason why people hate TV executives. Um, so, yeah. So they charted them. And then what they would do is that they would. And women, you don't know this. Well, you may know this because you only live with one woman. Women will. They sink their cycles. Yeah, if that's, they, that's so not, spooky. I can't wait for I, when I get, you know, the trifectorate. Of, I, I uh, used to think about that when I was in college, and I used to do uh, uh, college parties as a DJ, right? right. So, <laughs> sororities or whatever. Yes, we, we'd go into a sorority, and I'd think, oh, my gosh, what if? You know, the, uh, uh, the entire, all of them. Right, right, right. Play Burning Down the House. Yeah, I know you. Burn! Are you still there? <laughs> you just blew your, you just blew your microphone out. All right, we're gonna have to wait a moment while Dave, <laughs> Dave, who was, who was, are you there? Are you yes, there? yes. Okay. <laughs> you were oh. imitating a, a sorority girl, and you blew your microphone out. Um, well, was it? Well, women, as you know, women get emotional during their menstrual cycle. Oh my god! <laughs> right? Yes, I, 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 I've heard I, that. I, not all Was women. It? Most of them are really excellent. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm saying emotional. I'm not saying mean. I'm saying emotional. But, um, okay, I'm just stopping this right now. Yeah. I was, I I, I was, I was gonna, there I was is no talk. good yeah. that can come from this. All right. Um, so basically what they did as you – to sum it up, they um, – yeah, I'd like they, to be in that meeting when they first thought about this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Uh, hey, I got an yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, let's what just, is it, Dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. yeah Dick Red. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's... Um, yeah. Well, have it, you... Uh, so I read an article this morning about this year's Bachelor. Did yeah. you... Do, have you heard anything about this? Well, the only thing from this article is, didn't he, like, renege at the end? Didn't he, like like asked a woman to marry him or whatever and then say now nah, i want the second one yes yeah. yes yeah. and and apparently this the scandal i mean 
this <laughs> if anybody cares about this it, it really is kind of a terrible thing to do to somebody um but he he apparently brought the camera crew with him to do it yeah right 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 so he knew what he was doing you know he was trying to and the and the guy this year's uh this year's bachelor is Ari Lyondike who is the son of the former Indianapolis 500 winner oh so uh you know there there was there's some hijinks going, but please just don't watch those shows. They're, they're right. horrible, horrible shows. And don't go on it either. No. You know, do you, you imagine know, if Lila came up to you and said, Hey dad, <laughs> yeah, hey, right, I got a shot at a, t- at, at a TV <laughs> show. Fantastic, honey. What's it going to be? The bachelor. Right. Uh, well, can you get me a job as the menstrual cycle analyzer <laughs> that I could, with a spreadsheet, could tell what all the women are on there? Uh, um, I actually do have another million dollar idea that I just thought of. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, sit down. Uh, Everyone get out your pen and paper. Here we go. Um, and we have a publishing company, so maybe we can do this. Why don't we put out a a guide for fathers to deal with their daughters for their first when they menstruate i think that's that's genius uh what should we call it <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> you know i think it maybe needs to be in more delicate hands yeah, okay yeah you know, someone a little more enlightened than you yeah or um, me for that matter any any uh i don't know some ellen alda type <laughs> not me okay hey uh and finally we should probably get off this topic but um do you really even know what happens during a period? I oh mean, my, I know. No, please, no. <laughs> I bet. And this is another million dollar bit. Get a camera crew out there and you just ask <laughs> random guys. So, you know, when a woman menstruates, what oh really my, happens? Oh, no. Stop it. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> well, that's the funny video is the guy's just running away at horror, not wanting to talk about it. Right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. All right, what do you got? What do you got, mister? Well, nothing compared to that. <laughs> uh, hey, I actually have a Jenkins. Jenkins in Utah. Okay. You ready? Let me play the uh, clip first. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. So Jenkins! It says in the uh, in the audio clip that Dave shares stories of Jenkins, wow. but this, I feel like... After 87 shows, I'm allowed to do one now, too? Sure. Just okay. don't screw it up, Jenkins. <laughs> uh, this is this story came out this morning in Fortune Magazine. Ready? Mm-hmm. Members of the Utah State Bar got an unexpected surprise when they opened a note from the organization on Monday. The state certification agency, in a note meant to advertise its annual spring convention in St. George, accidentally also attached an image of a topless woman. <laughs> And the email was sent to every member attorney oh, at, oh, at the Utah delicious. State Bar. Eleven thousand attorneys. We are horrified. John Baldwin, executive director of the bar, said in an email, "We are investigating to discover how this occurred. Our goal is to find out what happened to and ensure that it never happens again." And there are some very funny tweets. I, I go to Fortune magazine, and they've got like a whole page of tweets yeah. of people who are opening it. Like, you know, hey, I'm on the floor of the uh, Utah State House and whoa. (laughs) And the funniest part of it is it's Utah. 
Yeah, right. I was going to say, could you pick a could could you pick a better state to do this at? You know, uh, I did. Uh, that is just, in New York City. It would be no big deal, or Chicago, right. or any big right. city. It would be no big. Or the deal. White House, or, yeah, <laughs> clearly Stormy Daniels' house. No right, big right. deal. Uh, oh, that is good. That is great. Well, and I wonder if that picture of the is it a topless? Is it like at a party or what? Did you see the picture? No, I haven't seen the picture. Uh, you know uh, that I may have to do that just for journalistic right. purposes. What um, it could have been a picture that was taken at th- this was an email advertising the convention, right? Is that what you just were mentioning? Yes, I think it was a beach picture though, because uh, the convention is at St. George, oh, St. George, which you know, I think that's one of the Virgin Islands, isn't it? <laughs> not anymore. Not when, the, <laughs> not, when, not when the Utah lawyers get there. Uh, um, could be. I don't know. But uh, that's good. That is a good Jenkins. That is a very, very good okay, Jenkins. Thank you. Good uh, job. Thank you. you. You're, you're an honorary Jen- Jenkonian. You can do it whenever you want. Um, we have a winner. Oh, great. Um, uh, Alice Bronier from Boise, Idaho. Wow. Um, and, what she, and what Alice did, and it's very easy, all she did was retweeted and followed us on Twitter, and she won um, She won a pot, three pothole store air fresheners, okay, from the pothole stores. Hey, you might want to uh, save some of this pothole store stuff. We may actually be able to sell it. Oh, I got a lot of air fresheners. Don't okay. worry. All right. uh, a pair of pothole earrings with the letter of authenticity and a crying cub shirt. And that goes out to Alice Bronier, Boise, Idaho. I believe our first winner in Idaho, I think, probably. Fantastic. Right? And um, and again, all you have to do is retweet and follow us on Twitter. Uh, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. You can go on the Radio Misfits podcast uh, website and you can listen to all a ton of other great shows. Um, so Listen, please. comment, rate, subscribe. Yes, thank you very much. And we have uh, we got some uh, some not so positive uh, notes on our shitholer store, didn't we? Oh, did you read? Did you read some of those comments? I did. Uh, so Robert Feeder yeah. um, put an article when we did the shitholer store. Um, Oh, it wasn't really a shitholer store. We made no, a couple of just, mugs. Yeah, 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 whatever. I'm drinking my coffee out of it right now. Um, and, you know, it was a very nice kind of innocuous little thing. Hey, the, well, nothing in this world is innocuous anymore, no. obviously. And the, the comments were not too flattering to the David Stern guy who did this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know yeah. uh, I, what I've noticed about the, uh, the Trumpers? Yeah. If I can just make a uh, blanket statement, Blank. and I'm going to. They have no sense of humor at all. No. and No uh, sense of humor at all. Did you see the story of Michelle Obama reaching out to that two-year-old girl? Yes. Did you see this? The, yeah, the it was two- a beautiful story. The, read the comments. Yeah, no, I, I, I uh, really have to stop reading comments. I think that yeah, yeah, it just uh, yeah, gets right. me gets me a little fired up. Well, try reading comments when your name is being used in it. Yeah, you know, I was so happy my name was not in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the one I liked was, why doesn't he go live in a shithole country? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> That's what everyone. Well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's called a joke, speak- ladies and gentlemen. It's called a joke. So speaking of geopolitical conflicts, which we kind of were, right? Yes. Um, you know, it, you know that you obviously know that the United States um, is embroiled in, let's say, this controversy with tariffs, right? Yes. That uh, Donald Trump with the steel and aluminum industry. Well, we're not the only country that is embroiled in these these difficulties. Um, there is a brewing conflict brewing a brewing conflict between <laughs> uh, Beijing and Zimbabwe. Okay. Okay. It seems that China exports a large amount of condoms to African nations. Oh, um, I think they export condoms everywhere. Well, and evidently a lot to, you know, the, these people make everything, right? Sure. So they, um, well, there's a slight problem when the Chinese export condoms to African nations. Okay. I, I'm, I'm bracing yeah, for think this about one. It. All right. Think about it. <laughs> yes. Think about it. Uh, a Chinese condom company is considering manufacturing larger sized condoms. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, manufacturing larger sized condoms after an African health minister complained that China's products were too small for oh. Zimbabwean men. Okay. Where do, where do these uh, stereotypes come from? <laughs> uh, following the incident. Do not judge me, Dong. The chief executive. <laughs> okay. Fake name, fake news. <laughs> okay. No, the guy uh, following the incident, Zhao Shang, the chief executive of uh, Daizhang, which is the company that manufactures this particular Chinese condom, told the Chinese Morning Post that the company is now planning on manufacturing con- larger condoms for their African customers <laughs> because they need, you know. Uh, um, which is good, good marketing, good business, right? Uh, 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 so I took the liberty of conducting research on the average. <laughs> oh, God. So, Wait, we're, so to, this will be our last episode. Okay. So I took the liberty of conducting research on the average sizes of penises around the world. And when I okay. say. So you're going there. I'm going there. Okay. Um, and when I say conducted research, I did not visit all the countries. I just do what anybody does. And right. I stole ask, off the ask people to drop right. their pants and measure. And <laughs> Right. Uh, so I went on a website called averageheight.com, which is odd because okay. it's and they have a size or they have a, uh, a size chart here of every country and the average <laughs> penis size. Oh OK, what is number one? Think about the number one. The I'm not answering any. I'm not guessing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take this one from here. Okay. Uh, the Congo. As as per the, the conversation that we just talked about, the Chinese, they are they come in at they come in at seven point oh five nine average wow. inches. Not bad. That's pretty, right. That's pretty good. Uh, rounding out the top ten is Ghana. Another African Ecuador, uh, Colombia looks like the Latinos have some game. Venezuela, <laughs> Lebanon, Cameroon, Iceland, which Iceland is weird, don't you think? Shrinkage, yeah, you would think. be in Iceland, uh, and Jamaica. So those are the top ten. I'd say right? the only surprise there is Iceland, right? Yeah, excellent. Now let's go to the bottom ten. 
Oh, no. Please don't say United States. Please don't say United uh, States. I will not say United States, but I'll tell you where United States. Uh, smallest penis in the world. I'm supposed to guess? Yeah. Come on. All right. Well, <laughs> Still, you, know. on. you got stereotypes here. Come on. What? I'm going to say Japan. Uh, they are a hundredth. Um, the 114th, I guess they only had 114 entries here. Okay. Cambodia, Cambodia. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. you're in the neighborhood. Uh, the, that the could be an agent orange thing. <laughs> okay. Good history reference. I Thank love you. it. Uh, uh, Cambodia, Thailand, India, Taiwan, Philippines, China, Japan, Hong Kong, and Bangladesh are the bottom 10. All in um, Asia. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that Trump has not tweeted that North Korea <laughs> is pretty low on the list, too. They they come in at 4.6 inches. And nor, interestingly, North and South Korea have the exact same measurement. Um, United States, you ask? Yeah. Guess where we are. There's 114. Well, we have people from the Congo here, and we have people from Asia. <laughs> so right. they, they cancel each other out. Uh, we're 96th place. Ooh, that's not good. It is not good. 5.079 inches. Are the Germans on this list anywhere? Yeah, they were. They were. They were. They um, They were good. They were. They. Uh, that's they had right. A, <laughs> uh, well, 66th place at 5.701. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm surprised that Russia does a tweet. To Trump, because Russia is 94th place and the U.S. are 96th. Russia is at 5.201. We're at 5.079. So you were mentioning a live broadcast. Yeah. Let's go to Cambodia. <laughs> we we uh, can do a live broadcast. When we, Nate, if we do a live broadcast, we may need to discuss our topics beforehand because <laughs> you brought me menstruation and penis size this morning. Uh, so, uh, so there you have it. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that sure. is fantastic. I, okay. I thank you very much for that. It's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. So you don't know this yet, Dave, but uh, Joe Madden, the manager of the Cubs, mm-hmm. has endorsed the show. Really? Yeah. Uh, let me read what? to you from the uh, Chicago Tribune and see if you can hear the endorsement. You ready? Okay. Uh, this is uh, Matt, so Madden recently played golf with some of his new players, including Tyler Chatwood and Brandon Morrow, trying to establish a strong relationship. <clears throat> this is him him speaking. Okay, my yeah. stuff spews out. He said, just talking about wine, talking with Tyler. He played for manager Buddy Black in Denver. How much I love that. When you're trying to build a relationship, it's about conversation. The sooner we get into the conversational mode, we just talk about a lot of minutia. Uh, oh my god that's uh th- that's not an endorsement that i think we could get contributions from him yeah he could sponsor this show don't you think i think so so maybe if we ever did figure out how to get guests on the show he can be our oh. first guest even as a white Sox or a, a white Sox fan who hates every fiber of the cubs and their fans yeah you gotta love joe man yeah i love right joe man. I yeah love i mean he's a very cool guy although so i, I wish you guys who don't Cup fans who are still bitter about the way he, about the, he handled, handled the, the bullpen. bullpen. In the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you won a World Series. Stop complaining. So he wants some minutia. I'm going to give you some Cubs minutia. You ready? Mm-hmm. 
uh, this is this week is the uh, birthday of Bill Sweeney, who I'm going to call one of the unluckiest Cubs of all time. Bill Sweeney played two years with the Cubs uh, in 1907 and in 1914. Okay. Why, why is he so unlucky? Because in 1907, he was traded from the Cubs right before they went to the World Series and was traded to the Boston Braves, who were the worst team in baseball. Yeah. So he went from the best team to a team that finished 50 games behind the Cubs. So he's like, so he's like the Pete Best of the Cubs. Very much. Okay. Then he played for the Braves for all those years, and the Braves were always the worst team in baseball. Always the worst team. And then... He got traded back to the Cubs in 1914, right when the dynasty ended. <laughs> and the Braves won a World Series. Right. And the guy he was traded for, Johnny Evers, led the Braves to the championship. <laughs> That's good. That so it's Bill Sweeney's fault, probably. Bill Sweeney, born in 1886 this week. Well, happy birthday, Bill. And that's uh, time for our final feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. All right. This is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity that I've met over my years of doing radio shows, and I tell the story of how I met that person. Um, Chicagoan, Chicago icon, Mr. T. You know, I just saw him on TV not too long ago with uh, on the WGN Morning News. Which he is not aged, has he? Not at all. Not at all. No, he looks great. He was on uh, John Landecker's show in the I'm going to say the late '90s, and. Uh, you remember he he was in the news because he uh, took down all the trees in his Lake Forest yes. estate. Do you remember that? Right, and the neighbors were pissed. The neighbors basically. were pissed. Yes, uh, this is a few years after that, but uh, it was the it was the main subject of conversation. But here's my here's my impression about Mr. T. I'm not going to do an impression of Mr. T. My impression of him is that. He has got two different personas. One is the real guy, and one is the wrestling guy. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like like right, sure. like uh, the wrestler character. He plays the villain. He plays the right. the the wrestling guy. But in real life, when you talk to him, he's a gentle, super nice, friendly guy. Yeah. And then you can click a switch, and he pities the fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it is fun to watch because he uh, he looks scary. Here's the other thing about him. He's short. Is he? He's he's maybe my height or, you know, maybe an inch or two shorter than me. Uh But in those in that Rocky movie, doesn't he look like just a giant? Oh, just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like uh, (laughs) Sylvester Stallone is is also short. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't you know. I don't really have anything funny to say about Mr. T. It's sometimes the stories are funny. Just about right. Yeah. Well, he's got he's got to be mid seventies, right? I would think, or I'd say he's probably ten years older than us. Okay, so almost mid seventies. Uh, oh, now, like mid sixties. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Rocky Three, which he was a star of. Came out like in early eighty, early eighties, or 80s. when was that? we were 
you know, 18, 19 when right. it came out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's probably 10 years older. It's um, yeah, uh, 60s. Talk about a guy who was able to parlay one character into a career. Good for him. Good for him is right. And he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Good for him. And Chicagoan. Chicago's very own. So if you uh, would like to find out more about Rick and Dave, uh, first of all, tune in to WGN TV this week. You may see Dave. Uh, but you can also find out more about us by checking out www.eckhartspress.com and chicagoauthorsolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. And also, we're on Twitter. Dave is uh, in charge of our Twitter handle, at mm-hmm. yeah. I'm pretty active. I'm a pretty active Twitter. You can Twitter week. Follow and retweet uh, his, uh, his tweets, and you may win some prizes. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutiaman. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Uh, oh, that is good. That is great.